And when we're navigating through spaces of darkness, periods of retreating into our internal darkness, it is most important to be observant and curious, to not judge, criticize, critique, you know, our thoughts and feelings, our emotions, because they're sending us messages. They want to show us, this is how you truly feel about yourself. This is what you think about yourself. And it's an opportunity to witness ourselves. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, a podcast for conscious creatives who are on the journey to reconnect with their authentic soul self. I'm your host, Mikalei Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each week, you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths, sharing their lessons, their wins, and how following their intuitive guidance has allowed them to show up authentically. Along with guest episodes, I'll be sharing my own creative journey, as well as the personal wisdom and insight I receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team. I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world, and with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity and abundance. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I hope you all are having a beautiful week as we come to a close of another week. Sheesh. The time, the time, the time, the time. Like I cannot get over how quickly it is moving. So this week we had our Lionsgate portal come to a close on Monday, August 8th. And we'll talk a little bit about that later in the episode. Miriam has not put out a newsletter on Monday, and I'm going to read a bit of it because there were a couple parts that not only resonated, but were points um, I had been feeling when getting clear on what I wanted to talk about for this episode. But before we get into thought, happy full moon in Aquarius. That's the other great thing um, about Leo season. We get some really beautiful Aquarian energy through the full moon. (laughs) So y'all know we are going to get into this full moon tea. But first, let's get into our creative tea. This is really becoming one of my favorite segments. I absolutely love sharing music with my friends and and with people. So it's one of my love languages. So that means I love you all. (laughs) So... For this week's creative tea, we're going to talk about the hot track, and I'm also going to dip, we're going to dip our feet into the the pools of Beyonce, because I feel like, I mean, we just have to talk about this album. Um, I'm just going to touch on it, we're not going to get too deep, but, so, the hot track is called With You by Duran Jones and the Indications. Um, and witch you is spelled like witch <laughs> and then O-O, so like witch you. And I found this song off of a mix, off of a SoundCloud mix, um, called Soul Glow 5. And glow is G-L-O. And that is by K Moore, K-M-O-R. And obviously I will link all of these things in the show notes. And I heard this song last week. And um, I was like, oh, wow, this, this 
is this is such a a bop. And I've been playing it ever since. It is a part of my morning routine rotation right now. Um, it's the one the thing that I play after I play my affirmations. I play this song, and uh, and then I play my 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 my, my Beyonce faves. <laughs> I end up listening to the whole album, but um, I wanted to share that with you all. And uh, now let's talk about Renaissance. Let's talk about this Beyonce album. So besides the whole album just being, I mean, so flawless as far as execution and production. And even honestly, there, I mean, there are, what songs are there? There might be like a song and a half, maybe two songs that I'm like, ah. (laughs) But because everything is so seamless and it blends in so well, I'd let it rock. I let it ride. I and I'm I'm not really one to like. I don't really enjoy skipping around on albums. I may like start an album like okay, I want to listen to this song first, and then I just let the whole thing just play in order after that. Um, I'm I typically I'm not yeah I don't love skipping around on things because um, I just really appreciate. I don't know. I guess people's artistry. <laughs> um, but that being said, my favorite tracks are. Cozy, Move. First of all, Move has Grace Jones on it. I mean, that's it. That's the caption. <laughs> um, uh, I love Energy, Alien Superstar, which I was like, yes, Queen. Let's talk about this alienism, okay? Like, I feel like a lot of us who feel very otherworldly, outerworldly, extraterrestrial. I feel, I feel like we probably all resonate with that with that song. So I I uh I go up for that song. I love it. Um Church Girl, Heated, purely because of Beyonce's rant at the end. Like, who is she snapping on? I don't know who she is snapping on, but mama snapped real hard. And it's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, but the song that takes the whole entire cake for me. And is also currently part of my morning routine rotation. So this is typically where I have been starting the album. <laughs> is America has a problem. When I tell you, I be damn near trying to break dance on that song. The beat is so dope. I love how retro and futuristic it is at the same time. And um, I don't know. I love that it's also a really sexy song too. It's fun. And it, it does something to me. It something activates within me. So um, that's those are my thoughts, my notes on that. If you haven't listened to it yet, because um, I definitely I didn't listen to it like right when it came out. I was in a whole other vibe energetically as far as music, and I was like, I'll, I'll get to it. Like when I feel like okay, now I'm gonna listen to it. Like I know I'm gonna be at more of, in more of a place to like really receive it. And I was. So if you haven't listened to it yet, ain't a rush. It's not going anywhere. When you feel the urge, when you feel the call, then you'll then you'll tap into it. But it's a really great album. I really enjoy it. So there's that on that. So let's talk about this this full moon. Let's talk about this full moon. I um as you guys know, I love reading my spirit dartle dart not dartle spirit darter. <laughs> full moon journals and new moon journals and season signs and all of that. So I pulled out my good old book from last year and I'm going to read a couple of sections that really popped out for me. Things that 
um, I was like, damn, that's how, that's what's going on. That's what's coming up for me. So you guys are probably feeling very similar uh, vibes or energetics as well. And so it says, as we shift our energy with the help of the full moon, we can bring awareness to our outdated patterns and make space to form new ones that more accurately represent who we are and the energy we want to emit to the world. The highest vibration of Leo and Aquarius is unconditional love for all beings, including love for ourselves and others. True acceptance leads to true belonging for all people. The key to achieving this high vibrational state is releasing the lower vibrations. This part requires some shadow work, which we are going to talk about today. Shadow work helps us make the unconscious conscious. It allows us to peer into the subconscious and find our emotional triggers the origins of our reactions and our judgments. Shadow work is the work of every full moon. Ooh, ain't that the truth? Under the moon's light, we can see the energies we embody that block our highest potential and visions. The full moon helps us shed light on our shadows to transform and release them. Every energy has a low side and a high side. Through understanding the lower vibrations of both Leo and Aquarius, we can feel into how we align with them in our lives. The full moon helps us see where these energies show up. This awareness is the first and most important step in shifting our shadows into the light of our higher frequencies. While the highest manifestation of Leo and Aquarius is unconditional love, their lower frequencies range from extreme aloofness to dramatic attention-seeking behavior. Leo and Aquarius create a range of frequency. On one end is the extreme side of Aquarius and on the other is the extreme side of Leo. Our job this full moon is to let go of these extremes or low sides and find a balance point in the middle that embodies these signs' higher frequencies. This work can be uncomfortable, but it is pivotal for your energetic evolution. As you recognize where the lower frequencies are showing up for you, you can release them from your field. Have compassion for yourself through this process and be grateful for your willingness to transform. <sighs> Mm. Wow. This so deeply resonates with me and I'm sure for some of you all as well as, I don't know about you all. I think I mentioned this last week. It's, it's been a very emotionally tumultuous couple of weeks for me. And I feel like this week was like, hopefully the peak like hopefully I'm coming back down like (laughs) cause dear lord almighty it's just been oh painful it's been pain it's been pain that's just what it is it's been painful so this is this is gonna be my transition in today's topic into into what's been coming in for me and and how I really felt called to just kind of like tie everything that I've been experiencing and observing and witnessing um, last week and this week uh, as well. So let me, let me like kind of set the scene a little bit. So I was cooking the other day and by the other day, I mean like, I don't know, like over, like over the weekend, last weekend or something. And a thought occurred to me, some insight really. And I heard, I don't really know 
maybe I was thinking about this. Maybe I was minding my business and this thought just, just literally just popped into my head. I don't really recall exactly how this came up. Um, but I probably more or less was in a state of reflection. And um, so I heard, you know, maybe you haven't manifested your partner because they're meant to be your mirror and you have a hard time being open to experiencing your lessons. Meaning, I have a hard time seeing myself without being overly judgmental or super critical. <laughs> and uh, I thought, huh, well, you're not wrong, self. <laughs> and uh, that is something I, I am working on. And I do tend to also be avoidant when, you know, having to go through these experiences or having to go through an experience of a lesson. Sure, I'm able to learn whatever I need to learn, but I think really like the feelings and the emotions that I expect to have to experience is really what I'm avoiding or being disappointed. And so I just end up prolonging things. Not only the lesson, I end up prolonging the, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings. Like I, I, I yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm still working on trust, trusting my divine timing. I, I mean, it's, a, I, I think a bigger lesson that I realized it was for me. And I really tend to get tripped up in that area because the emotional and the mental badgering I put myself through is, is what really makes me avoidant. You know, it's like, I just want to hit the eject button, like get me out of all of this. And it's tough because I'm such an emotional person. I am deeply emotional. And uh, most most people wouldn't think that, like my, my friends and stuff, like most people wouldn't, I don't think that that <laughs> they had to describe me emotional would be the top of the list, but I am. And um, it's because I internalize my emotions. And, and then partly, partly the reason why I do that is because I'm, I'm trying to figure out like myself, you know, or, or I'm trying to figure out myself. I'm trying to figure myself out through whatever the situation is. You know, it's like, I'm trying to understand it or, you know, intellectualize it. And sometimes emotions can't be intellectualized in the moment. They're just meant to be felt. And I feel like I've said that on here before, but I think this this week for sure was definitely a reminder um, of that for me. And, you know, these past couple of weeks and, and days, so I started TMI, but here we are. I started my cycle on, on Lionsgate portal on Monday and I have been feeling everything, so much sadness, so much pain, a lot, a lot, a lot of just pain in my heart chakra, grief, disappointment, fear of disappointing myself, fear of disappointing others, which is, you know, why we're going to be talking about the solar plexus and the heart chakra today. And because I, that initially this episode, I was going to do a whole episode about the solar plexus, but then all this other stuff has been coming up. And um, I just felt called to like I said earlier, just figure out a way to really integrate this. And so this is, this is going to be partly me sharing just my experience and my story. And then also 
um, sharing like how we can really use our, our solar plexus and our heart chakra, like clearing those spaces out, clearing those centers out. So that way we're not perpetuating lessons and experiences. So like I was saying, a lot of pain, a lot of grief that I've been navigating. Um, and so overall, and, and this is probably on a collective level too, like we're all being called to step into courage, facing our fears, loving our shadowy selves, um, comprehending our, our current truth. And what I mean by current truth, like our 3D truth, like what we're experiencing in the moment. But we also, at the same time, have to integrate like our soul's truth. And I feel like that is the battle we're constantly overcoming. It's like, how can I remember who I am when shit around me and sometimes within me, right? And probably more often within me, <laughs> is going left. And so I had an affirmation come through. I'm calling it an affirmation, but it says, my morning routine is remembering who the fuck I am because yesterday I forgot. And I've just been saying that to myself. Like, that's my, my, my mom. I like affirmation. Let's stick with affirmation. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, I feel like I've been really off. I've been off as far as my morning routine and, and and when I mean off or when I say off I mean it's just been kind of like whatever I feel like I need in the moment you know it's not I don't have this you know 6 a.m I wake up 6 30 I do like I used to really try to like okay like let's like we have to like time everything out um and sometimes that works for me and there's other times I'm like this is just not working for me and I have to really figure out a way of like creating structures and also allowing for intuitive space as well. And, and so when I, when this affirmation, when this thought came to me, my morning routine is remembering who the fuck I am because yesterday I forgot. I don't know. I feel like it just gives me a little bit of permission to just kind of like really check in with myself and just figure out, okay, what do we need? What do we need that's going to help us remember who we are, why we are, why we're here, why we could potentially be going through something that is very uncomfortable and very painful. And like, how can I do what I need to do for myself, for my soul, for my sanity <laughs> to, in order to really be able to show up today in the highest vibration in, in, empowered, um, you know, all of that. And, and it's, and it's been a journey, I almost said a struggle, but it's, it's been a a challenge. Let's 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 call it a challenge. It's been a challenge to really stay on top of that. And so for me, this affirmation, you know, kind of just gave me some space. It kind of gave me some space. So I um I recently wrote a guest piece for Flory Wong of the Rest of Revolution, who was um on episode two of this season. And the article that I wrote was called Tame the Ego, Free the Soul. And I'll link this um, in the show notes. And it's essentially about shadow work. And so I just wanted to read a little bit of it just to kind of like bring it all together. So it says, if the barrier between the self reclaiming the beauty of its 
authentic intuitive soul essence is the ego, then we must begin or continue that deeply transformative work of taming the ego, aka shadow work, which is its own form of liberation. Imagine being free of your triggers, fears, doubts, lack mentality, etc. It's not death or after, it's transformation. And uh, that was in reference to in earlier in the article, I was just sharing how like I don't really believe in ego death. I believe in um, transmuting those shadowy aspects into um, integrating, I should say. I believe in integrating those shadow, shadowy aspects. So here's what I've learned through my experience. You must give yourself the space to be witnessed by you. You must be able to receive yourself over and over again until it becomes a practice, a self-loving, soul-reviving, soul-honoring practice. And as I've mentioned several times already, (laughs) I was met with a lot of shadows this week, particularly Monday and Tuesday because those were the height of my cycle. Now, in part, I feel like do want to preface this in part i feel like it's definitely my responsibility to look into some herbs um to really help balance out my hormones so that my so that way my cycles aren't so emotionally volatile and it's not every cycle i think that's probably why i'm not or i haven't been super proactive about it however i really feel like it is very important, especially after my recent episode um, with my friend Alexis Johnson on episode six, where she was just sharing like, you know, all these kind of herbs that really help us heal our bodies and balance our hormones and really allow us to, um, uh, what's the word, heal our our, um, nervous system. But on the other side of that is I was really forced to face so many thoughts and feelings that are still subconsciously running on a deep level. And I, and that's, um, you know, when, when I was reading the passage about the, the Aquarius full moon, where it was saying like, you know, shadow work is, is, is really the act of bringing the subconscious into the conscious. That is exactly what happened this week. I was able to see all the thoughts, all the feelings, all the emotions about myself that are still, just uh, running in the background. Um, not so much anymore right now that, that I've gone through this, this, what do you call it? This experience. <laughs> it's, I'm much more aware of it, right? That's what, that's what, that's what I'm talking about, you know, right now is, is, is really just being able to understand like, uh-huh. So this, all this shit still here. Got it. Um, so now that I know what was still hiding, There's, there was a moment between these two emotional days, like mid-sob, I was just, I just apologized to myself, to my higher self, that these were feeling the emotions that I was still having to navigate and bring back up to the surface to heal and to work through. So I really felt, I really thought that these were things like, you know, oh, I'm getting past this, I'm healing, I'm getting past this, I'm getting past this. And it really showed me that we're not quite as passive as we thought we were, and that's okay. We're going to continue to do that work, you know? 
And when we're navigating through spaces of darkness, periods of retreating into our internal darkness, it is most important to be observant and curious, to not judge, criticize, critique, you know, our thoughts and feelings, our emotions, because they're sending us messages. They want to show us, this is how you truly feel about yourself. This is what you think about yourself. And it's an opportunity to witness ourselves. And that's what, um, you know, I was referring to in, in my article and I said, like, it's an, it's an invitation for us to receive ourselves over and over again. Like, like, that is the practice. That really is the practice. You know, shadow work comes in waves. And through this very vulnerable invitation to see our truth, to see ourselves more clearly, we have the opportunity to bring back with us a piece of our truth. As dark and painful as it may be, but it is meant to come back with us back into the light to be loved and nurtured and understood. And with, with understanding comes overstanding. So like really just getting to that point where we are able to integrate these aspects of ourselves and find healing and wholeness. And I mean, I can't tell you how good it feels to be back, to be above water, you know, because I really felt like I went to my, like my personal underworld, like, like the person I had to meet and experience these past two days is not the same person I'm experiencing today. You know, it's not all like peaches and cupcakes, you know, <laughs> not saying that, but I'm definitely over the hump. And that's why earlier in the episode, I was like, I hope I hit the peak because shit, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, it's been a lot already. So I'm hopefully like, you know, earlier in the week was the peak. We hit the max and now we're, you know, we're coming back into, into that space of like just neutrality and balance and peace and ease because boy, do I need it more than ever. And so now that I'm looking back, and I'm observing even more, you know, of what was showing up for me because, you know, I was definitely trying to do it in the moment and uh, it did not feel very helpful in the moment. So I had to just like, kind of like, you know what, we're just going to let it rock. We're just going to, we're just going to do the best we can until we are able to just kind of shift through these very turbulent waters. And once we get on the other side, then we'll be able to really um, reflect and, 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 and glean the lessons that we need to learn. You know what I mean? And so I'm observing even more, like, you know, what was showing up for me and, and, and why did I need to experience myself in this way, to this level and to this degree? And what I realized was that it was because I could come back to myself ready to love myself even deeper, ready to be and express myself even louder with more pride and confidence, more gratitude, more appreciation, uh, more compassion, more grace, just more me, you know? And yesterday as I was preparing to sit down and record this episode, I, uh, you know, I watched a few episodes of The Office. <laughs> Laughter is truly medicine for me. That That's when I know like I'm really in some deep dark shit because um, typically during the week, I don't 
watch TV just because I'm, you know, after work, I am working on the podcast or just trying to do something, you know, for my own um, uh, business. And uh, I, I usually do stuff on the weekend. I watch a movie or I'll watch a few episodes. But this week, I was just like, nah, B. Like, we 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 need um, we need some laughter. <laughs> we need to laugh. We need to uh, numb out to a degree. I'm, ain't no shame in my game. There was definitely some numbing involved, you know, because it was just it was just a lot going on. But um, I I also danced around my apartment, blasting Beyonce's album, and uh, just just grateful to be back in my joy. Grateful to just have that desire and that urge to do that to be back in my energy. And I thought to myself, this is yesterday, I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we have to go harder for ourselves. Like, we have to commit to our path, to our journey, our success, uh, to our future even harder. Like, we have to decide that no matter what it looks like today, I know that greatness is on the way. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, I am always on the journey to my next phase of self. Like I just have to just really learn to trust that and embrace all the bumps and all the challenges, the lessons, the mistakes, and just transmute them into opportunities to learn and grow. And that's also what, what I took away from my episode last week with Sharin Eskandani. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly encourage you to go do that because so much of this came up in our episode last week. And I've, I've been noticing that ever since I started this season, it seems like whatever that week's episode topic is, it's like, it's like that's what I'm going through. That's experiencing, that's the lesson that I'm experiencing. And um, so that being said, I want to read a bit of Miriam Hasna's newsletter. And then I want to talk about the solar plexus and the heart chakra. And then I will leave you all with some journal prompts. So if you are not a part of Miriam Hasna's newsletter, I highly suggest you go to her website. I'll link it in the show notes. Sign up for it um, because it's, it's, I mean, man, when she brings word forth, she brings a word forth, okay? So I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs from her newsletter. And she says, surrendering solves problems better than we ever could. When we give ourselves permission to see what we've been hiding from ourselves, we begin to develop a powerful relationship with authenticity. This allows us to spend less time trying to figure out who we are and the opinions of others. We also develop more ability to see exactly how far we have truly come. We find the right balance of being compassionate with ourselves, but also not letting ourselves off the hook. Taking an honest look at ourselves requires courage, which is why most people don't do it. But with dedication, discipline, and persistence, we look at our journey from a holistic perspective. And so when I read that, and at first, when I first saw the newsletter, I just kind of skimmed it. And I was like, oh, the, the line about taking an honest look at ourselves requires courage. I mean, that, that's what initially hit me when I read this newsletter. And I was like, oh, man, like that is it. That really is it. And I feel like even, you know, all through all of what I just shared just now, just being able to look back at the thoughts and the feelings that, I, that were coming up for me 
it was extremely eye-opening. <laughs> it was extremely eye-opening. And I don't know, like, I feel like I'm not really sure where you guys are on your journey. So I, definitely feel free to let me know. You can reach out via Instagram at On The Cusp Wellness, or you can email me at on the cusp collective at gmail just you know let me know your thoughts and feelings but i feel like i'm at a place in my journey it's like i cannot afford to not reflect and look back like there was no way i was gonna go through whatever everything i went through this week and not be like okay what the fuck <laughs> like i just don't really see that uh-uh nah but um but she, but I, I agree what she says you know it really it does take courage it does take courage to look back and be like damn sis like that's what you thought that's what you felt. That was really real for you in that moment. That's how you felt. And it's, it's, I almost wanted to say embarrassing. I feel like not, I mean, maybe a shame. There you go. That's what it is. Shame. You know what? Let's get into the solar plexus. Cause that's what we're about to talk about next. There was some shame. There was some shame initially about like, damn, like, oh wow, this is really deep. Um, and so I definitely did my best to not, to not, attached myself to the shame I, I definitely felt it and I witnessed it and uh, that's when I realized that's when I realized like, okay we just have to let this pass we have to let this pass even even at the height of what I was feeling I was like I know on the other side of this like like this is temporary this is temporary this is temporary on the other side of this we're going to come back to ourselves we're going to come back to our joy we're going to be able to really look back at why this is here what is this here for? And, and, and we're going to take what we need to take out of this experience. And we don't need to hold on to it and judge ourselves and be even more critical and, and, and condescending. To, like, we don't need any of that energy. We just need to witness and be aware. Um, and so with that being said, I want to talk about the solar plexus. I want to talk about the solar plexus and then we're going to get into the heart chakra. Because I really feel like working with these two chakras is so important for what we're talking about right now. So I'm just going to give a brief um, excerpt <laughs> on, on both of these chakras, what they are, where they're located, um, their functions, their blockages, and activities that we can do to really help um, cleanse and clear and, 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 and align with the energies of those chakras. So the solar plexus chakra is located in our abdominal area. So, so basically if you, from our navel um, up to like, what is that called? Our sternum, up to the bottom of our sternum, like that whole section is our solar plexus. And it's actually just on a, anatomical level <laughs> it's actually the biggest span of of the, of the chakra centers so when we look at the root of the sacral or the heart chakra they don't have as much um what's the word i want to use like not capacity that's not the right word they don't have as, as much uh uh, width and yeah as much width as the as the other centers like the solar plexus is, is is actually one of our biggest centers which is why i feel like it's so 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 important to really heal and align this chakra i mean i feel like the root and we'll talk about that too eventually um those three those first three chakras the root the sacral and the solar plexus are the most Whew, probably some of the most work we have to do because once you get those three chakras in order, 
all of the other chakras, even even if there is, you know, wounding and 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 blockages or whatever, it's like once you get that foundation, because those three chakras are the foundation. They they allow us to really become more open to our heart chakra, to become more open to our throat chakra and to our into our third eye and all of that, especially the solar plexus. Solar plexus really sets us up to be able to dive um, or to connect with our third eye chakra on a more um, integrated level, I should say. So I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just wanted to kind of like set the stage for that. Um, so. Like I said, the solar plexus located in the abdominal area. This chakra is associated with the color yellow, the element of fire. Um, and it's also pretty timely that we're talking about this because this is very Leo energy. Like the solar plexus chakra, whenever I think of the solar plexus, I think Leo. I think of Leo energy. I think of the sun, um, that fire, that inspiration, that passion, that drive. You know what I mean? Um, and so one of this chakra's main function is our confidence, our personal power, and our physical intuition. I call it our physical intuition. That's really just like our gut instinct, that like guttural feeling of like, this is not right, or I should do this, like that excitement, you know, that inspiration. And so one of the blocks that comes with this chakra is shame. Feeling shame, experiencing shame, um, and so when we're really navigating shame, when I think of shame, I think of just, I just get a visual of like, just kind of like cowering down, shrinking down, down into ourselves, um, not wanting to be seen. Typically, and I know I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before, but typically when we are afraid of being seen, afraid, afraid of um, being like, you know, in the spotlight or anything like that. It doesn't have to mean, it doesn't have to be like a literal, like I'm on stage. It could just be like you, you know, perf uh, not performing, but you getting a presentation in your class or you having to go talk to a coworker, you having to express yourself in a certain way. It could be just something as simple as that. And when we have a lot of fear around those kind of actions, that's typically a solar plexus core wound. And, and we don't, and, we, and we're hiding and we don't want anyone to, you know, like, um, call us out or anything like that. And so some of the elevated activities, I call them elevated activities, um, that we can do to really start healing this chakra, connecting to the sun. That's one of the things that I did today because even this morning, I kind of felt a little, um, a little rift, you know, like I'm, I'm coming back into myself and coming back into balance, but I'm still feeling little rifts, feeling little shifts of, um, you know, what I, what I'm coming out of. And so I was like, you know, what, let me go sit outside for a little bit. Cause during the early mornings, my, my balcony gets great sunlight. It's like, let me go, just, let me just go sit in the sun for a second and just like breathe and just close my eyes. And just, um, I like to visualize my, I like to visualize a cord coming out of my solar plexus and attaching to the sun and, and just getting that energy, getting that life force, burning away any shame, burning away any insecurities, any um, self-doubt, any, any, anything like that. 
And another another great thing to do is um, taking motivated action. That's what I was saying earlier. Like when you have that inspiration, when you have that excitement, that idea, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should go there. Oh, I should reach out to that person. Really start following that. And, you know, in the beginning, you may not, you know, jump on every single thing that, that, that comes up for you. But as much as you can, try to. This is something that I have to do. I'll be very honest. I don't. Whew, my, 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 <laughs> my follow through when I get it, when I get that inspiration and when I get that, um, that desire to take action, you know, there are certain things where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And there are other things where I'm like, ooh, am I going to do that? <laughs> I want to do it. Am I going to do it? You know, and so the more we can really start doing that for ourselves, the more it will allow us to begin trusting our instincts. And that's the next um, elevated activity that, that I always encourage people to do. It's like, just trust your instincts. Trust it. When you, when you have that urge, when you have that desire to do something, Trust it. Just see what happens, you know? And again, something that I'm having to tell myself all the time. Let's just see what happens. Let's not make this thing like this is gonna be this is gonna make or break me. Let's just be curious. Let's just see what happens, you know? Um, it does not have to be the end all be all. And so those are those are my uh nuggets, words of wisdom when it comes to the solar plexus, because it really is, and I feel like a lot of us intuitives and highly sensitive beings, we 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 typically tend to have a lot of solar plexus wounds and and blocks because for so long, you know, it was not safe to be seen, whether that whether you were being bullied by at school or by your family or just, you know, just constantly being picked on and made fun of. It's like, you, you don't want to be seen. <laughs> Who wants to be seen when every time I'm seen, someone's picking on me? That's not what I want, you know? And so it really, it just, it we, we come up with these coping mechanisms. And this is what we talked about a lot in last week's episode. We come up with these coping mechanisms to try to then uh, counteract what we're experiencing and, and, and what's happening internally and externally. And so then we come into our spiritual awakening, we come into our spiritual journey, and we have to undo every defense mechanism that we have built up for ourselves in order to protect ourselves. And it is work. <laughs> it is a journey. You know, just that in and of itself is a process. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, when we talk about compassion, like we just have to be mindful of that. It took us X amount of years to get to the place where we felt safe. And now we're realizing, oh, this was safe for a moment in time, but now I'm being called to the next chapter of my life. And now this is a block. Now this is hindering me. Now I'm not able to really show up in a way that I know that I need to. And authentically, especially because I have all these blockages, I have all these, these guards up around my truth, around who I am, around what I want, because my past has dictated for me that that's not okay. You know, that's not what we need to do. That's not safe. And so then we have to really redefine, okay, well, how can we allow ourselves to be safe and be seen? That is the 
that's the question of the hour, right? It's like, how can I allow myself to be safe and be seen? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, now let's talk about the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is located in the center of the chest. So it's right above the solar plexus. And the color that is associated with this chakra is green. The element is air, which makes a lot of sense, right? This is our circulatory system. This is how we breathe. Um, This function deals with love and compassion. Here's that compassion piece. Um, Trust, energetic attraction. This is one of the reasons why the heart chakra is so important because this is this is how we are drawing in certain people, things and experiences. And so when we have a lot of heart chakra wounds and we're not loving on ourselves and we're not allowing ourselves to receive love, we tend to uh you know, sometimes attract things that we think are for our greatest good and they actually are not. And so one of the blocks and imbalances for this chakra is grief, which is what I was talking about earlier, where I was experiencing just that deep, just grieving, that deep pain, that deep sadness, um, lack of trust in self, lack of vulnerability. And so the elevated activities for this chakra, gratitude, Gratitude. And I know it's not always the easiest. Like when you're going through a really highly emotional time, like I'm not going to lie. Did I gra- did I do any gratitude journaling this week? Like, I don't think I did. Did I have moments when I just kind of just took a beat and was just like, all right, spirit, like, I'm like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Like, let me, like, let me just like re- pause and reset for a second. Yes, absolutely. I definitely did do that. But if you want to take it a step further, 100%, do some gratitude journaling. And, you know, don't even, I know certain people are like, you know, write out five things, write out X. Listen, if you can get one thing out, that is a-okay in my book. And I think the most important thing is when it comes to doing any like gratitude journaling, like it just has to, it has to be um, deeply felt. Deeply, deeply felt. I mean, it has to really be able to shift your energy. So that's why I say if you can only come up with one thing and you're like, oh my God, I am like, it, ha- it has to be real. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. It has to be real. You have to really be able to feel gratitude for whatever it is that you're choosing to, you know, to write out or whatever. And if it takes you a couple of things, sometimes, sometimes you do have to write out a couple of things. Um, to get to that place where you're like, yes. And you'll feel it. It feels like an unlocking. It feels like something in your heart chakra is unlocked. Something is opened. And and, and it's just gratitude. It's just pouring out for this thing, for this person, for this experience. Um, And so I think that's really important to to really make sure you're connecting. Like, don't just do it. Oh, don't just do it just to do it. It it doesn't, it's not going to (laughs) work like that. But if you can really dig down deep even if it's like, yo, my cup, my cup of coffee today was bomb. Hey, let that be your let that be your gratitude moment, okay? I've definitely had some dope ass cups of coffee <laughs> here in my apartment, and, and it feels good, you know. And that's okay. Like that's what you want, though. It doesn't have to be this big old huge, you know. I'm so grateful for this thing. Like it doesn't have to be all that. 
let it be real, let it be authentic, let it be something that really, truly, deeply resonates for you. And so the other part of that is self-love, self-care. And I think for me, if I had to just use an example of what that looks like, what that looked like for me this week, it was watching The Office. And at first I almost wanted to be like, you don't need to be watching The Office, you need to be working on your podcast. And I was like, bitch, but we sad. <laughs> so we're going to watch The Office and laugh. So we not sad. And I had to really be okay with that. I was like, no, but we need this though. You know, like we need this. And um, another thing is setting boundaries. That's another really great way if you're, especially for those of us who are people pleasers, over givers, we have to set boundaries. We have to set boundaries. And I'm not going to lie, didn't really have the greatest boundary setting this week. Um, worked late a lot. And then, you know, when I work late, personal stuff gets pushed to the side. So then that, you know, that, then I'm up late working on that. And uh, it just, it just really gets you all out of whack. And, um, you know, but that's part of the journey. Sometimes it's just messy. And I think I'm learning to be okay with that, that the perfectionism in me is still something that we're breaking down. And I'm just learning to be okay that, you know, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it is. I'm on my couch watching, you know, the office or I am watching a movie or I am, you know, doing something to, to bring some relief in a way that I feel is safe in a way that I feel is, um, aligned with me in that moment, you know, and, and I'm working on not needing to constantly beat myself up, beat myself down to the left, to the right, all of that. Like it's not as helpful as I thought it would be. <laughs> and I love it. And something that just came to me when I said that, that the whole idea of discipline, I think what I need to do for myself, and I encourage you all to do the same way, to do the same for yourself as well. Let's redefine what discipline means for us. Because discipline for me may be very different from discipline for you. And I think that once we really start defining these certain things that we hear all the time for ourselves, and I think this is this is where that authenticity piece comes in. Um, I think that will really help us to better navigate these situations and circumstances. Because I think when we have these blanket ideas of these terms, gratitude, uh, discipline, compassion, uh, you know, self-worth, trust, all these things that we hear a lot in our journey, we have to really just take the time out and sit down and think about, okay, but what does that mean to me? What does that look like? What does that feel like for me? You know? What feels the most aligned? What feels the most like, ooh, yes, that feels good. And um, I think that's something I'm going to take away this, this, this week. It's like, let's, let's redefine discipline because I think discipline is important. I really do. But I have to figure out a way to make it um, more aligned with, with, with me, you know, and, and, for a long time, this self-discipline is like being hard on yourself. No, you can't have fun. No, do the work first. No, like it's a lot of no. <laughs> and so I have to really balance that out in, in a more gentle and compassionate way because you do have to be able to tell yourself no, but you have to be able to do it in a way that feels um, like nourishing. That's the word that's coming to mind, nourishing. 
And so that brings us to our last segment of this episode, our beautiful journal prompts. And something that I also want to encourage you all to do too, this came, this came through for me because when I came up with these questions, um, I was like, ooh, I'm going to pull some cards for these. So if, you know, if, if you want to pull cards for these cues too, I encourage you to do that. Make them your own. Make to do, listen, y'all, do what you need to do to get the insight and the wisdom that you need to get for yourself. Okay. So if you just go and journal it out, journal it out. If you need some tarot cards and some oracle cards to kind of help, you know, get the ball rolling by all means. <laughs> so when I really think about everything that was discussed today, you know, like the next step is then to do that deep work, right? To really tap into ourselves and ask those tough questions, those tough questions to really be able to, to see ourselves more clearly and to get to some sort of resolve. So that way next week, right? We are able to take everything that we've experienced from this week, all the lessons, all the blessings, and apply them and implement them. So this is really about implementation. Once you know, once you're able to answer these questions and you know, okay, that's that's what it is, that's what it is, that what it, that's what it is, then we can then, um, I am like double talking all over the place, <laughs> then we can utilize that information and move forward. Okay, so that's really the goal when I, when I give you guys these journal prompts. It's to be able to just come to a, some some a state of peace within ourselves to then to then decide okay this is what I'm going to do next this is how I'm going to show up differently for myself. So I have four questions for you all. It's four, right? One, two, three, four. Yes. <laughs> and so the first one is: What do I need to see in this present moment that is blocking me from moving forward with peace and joy? What do I need to see in this present moment? That's blocking me from moving forward with peace and joy. Second question is, how can I create more self-compassion in my life? How can I create more self-compassion in my life? I think that's another word that we all need to redefine for ourselves. You know, what does self-compassion look like for me? What is that? What would ideally, what would that feel like for me? How do I want to feel when I'm giving myself compassion? Third question is, what does having courage mean to me? Another word we have to redefine for ourselves. Come on. <laughs> what does having courage mean to me? What does that mean? What does that look like for me? You know? And lastly, how can I be more confident in my self-expression? How can I be more confident in my self-expression? So I'm looking forward to journaling these questions out over the weekend. Um, last time for the last solo episode, I, I journaled on these questions and I actually shared my, what came up for me in my newsletter. Oh, if you all would like to join, um, my newsletter, Sunday's communion, I'll put the link in the show notes. Feel free to do that. Um, it's a bi-weekly newsletter, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly. <laughs> Listen, we are, we are works in progress here. The goal is for it to be uh, weekly, but you know, I, I listen, I'm trying to give myself space and grace. So it's bi-weekly, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, but it is a newsletter where I share, you know, um, more insight and more wisdom and, and things like that. So 
my last newsletter actually shared some of the things that came up for me. And it was a little cringy, I'm not gonna lie. But you know what? That's shadow work. I was like, this this is shadow work. Like, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not gonna overthink it. This it is what it is, and um, that's what it is. <laughs> And it's healing, you know, like I didn't do it for people to judge me. I did it because I don't want this to be some deep, dark thing that's in the back corner of my, like, no, I don't, I don't want that. So it, it came up, it came up in my journaling and I, and I felt called to share it and I had to, Hey, come on, solar plexus. Listen, we're healing. <laughs> I felt called to share it. And I was like, I'm going to share it. I know this is, this is going to really be super important for me in my journey. And hell, it may help someone else as well. So all that to say, my beautiful beings, um, you know, be tender with yourself for for this full moon and this weekend and just allow yourself as much space and grace as you can give yourself in every moment. It's going to look different. Um, And... Also reach out to people who are able to support you and encourage you through any challenging moments, through any um, any highs, any lows. Just it's so important to just to just have, even if it's one person, two people, whatever you have in your circle that you really feel like you know what I need to reach out to someone and just get some guidance or just just share what I'm feeling. It's so important. It's so, so, so important. And I think it's another part of that self-expression piece. Like, allow yourself to be heard. Allow yourself to be seen. Allow yourself to receive from yourself and from others. Um, and allow yourself to be vulnerable. And, and you know, it's it doesn't always feel the most comfortable in the moment. But it's a practice. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And that's a lesson that I'm learning for myself. You know, when I'm doing all these, trying these new things, especially with work, I have to just remind myself, like, I know this first time, hell, these first two times were really shitty. <laughs> but the more I do it, the easier it will become. So I just want to encourage you all to do the same as well. Um, so again, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, you all have a beautiful full moon. Have a beautiful weekend. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Hello, beautiful being. I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard in today's episode that really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review, letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time. Bye.